acknowledging that all of us, especially as African, Aborigine, Indigenous people, we all have trauma. We all have mental health issues. We didn't all see too many dead bodies on camera in real life. Um, we didn't all been abused. We didn't all been assaulted. And we need spaces like this to have open conversation. Like, man, let's take off this mask. You feel me? Let's take this mask off and really get down to it. Um, and, and really process some of that stuff. So, yeah, a lot of that comes with how, how do we identify and how we identify is how we should conduct ourselves and how we conduct ourselves should be understood. Not with not just within our community, but every community that interact with us need to understand. Hey, hey, hey now this is how we moving up over here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Any violation of that, we have a, we have regulations on how we deal with such problems. And there has no there has been no regulations for how the world dealt with us. Ain't been no regulation. So yeah. I, it's hard for me to believe that the world care to hear my voice if no one has been held accountable for what they've done to us. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Dante Clark, poet, um, educator, a man in the community. One of the quotes that stands out to me the most of what he said in this conversation, he said, I'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Now, as you know, that statement is powerful, right? Not to take anything away from what gardeners can do and what warriors can do, but it is to say, Sometimes we have to be equipped beyond the level of the work that we get to do. And it resonates with me. As an engineer who became a teacher, as an engineer who then began running a nonprofit, like I am clear about sometimes feeling like, why did I do all this extra work and all this extra studying and all this extra training? But I'm clear deep down that all the ways that I solve problems and all the ways, not to make it about me, but as you know, when we talk about masks, it's a reflection opportunity for me to hear in the words of other men how their masks show up in the world. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Uh, Dante is a poet. And hopefully you get to hear through his words how poetry and how inspiration comes to him. He talks about um, Bob Marley's song, right? Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our own minds. Maybe sometimes your minds are getting sucked in and you're feeling like it's the, it's the, it's the apps and it's the social media and it's the people. But maybe sometimes we got to free our own minds in the midst of all that's going on in the world. I hope you share this episode with someone. If you haven't yet made your mask and uh, tapped into the mask that you sometimes feel you need to wear, I invite you to go to 100kmasks.com. Anonymously, share the front of your mask, three things you let the world see, the back of the mask, things you don't let people see. And I hope that it will inspire you to continue moving forward. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for all the support you gave. For those of you that support our Indiegogo campaign, we hit our goal. And I just want to appreciate all of you for listening, maybe for sharing it, and all the ways that you may have just had positive energy and thoughts towards us achieving our goal Uh, we were able to achieve that goal. And so thank you. And as we get ready for the summer internship, the Social Emotional Leadership Academy, the young men are going to be taking over the podcast. I hope you are excited about that too, because I am. 
when I say taking over, they're going to get their hands involved. They're going to get their voices heard. And I'm really excited about that opportunity. So thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. We look forward to seeing you on these channels. We hope that if you want to be a part of what we're doing in this work, that you will reach out to us. And thank you for being a part of today's episode. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. This is Ashanti Branch and uh, Dante Clark. I am so glad that we finally got to make this happen, man. Uh, we've been playing tag, but brother, I am super juiced to be in this conversation with you. Um, thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate well, the know, opportunity. Yeah, me too, man. When I heard your first music, I heard when your your music, I heard your your poetry. Uh, just an incredible video that I saw. And I was like, and I just started, I couldn't stop watching. I just kept watching the next one and watching the next one. I'm like, I got, wait, Richmond, wait, he's close. I said, I gotta reach out to this brother. So I want to thank you for being willing to be on the show with us. And, uh, you know, the things you talk about are deeply heartly, heartfelt. And I think it's what we're trying to do in this work is have conversations that are heartfelt. So will you just introduce yourself to the folks, tell them who you are, what you're up to, like, and um, uh, just so that they get to know you how you want to be known. The show, uh, Dante Clark, Richmond, California. Um, real Richmond, get up on you. Poet, educator, student, um, teacher, uh, playwright, musician, uh, live performance extraordinaire, uh, rookie at everything, still learning, um, uh, 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 criminal law, studying, uh, What's, what's the uh, mitigation specialist? Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's just a lot of different things that I do. Um, and I'm for my people uh, to, to the best of my ability. And it's, it's many more to come. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm super. Oh, I'm already getting excited. I'm already getting excited. Well, listen, I you know, this is a, po a podcast where we get to just you and I, just two men who've never met each other. I've only, you know, sent you a message on Instagram. You reply, say, I mean, you'll be open to being in a conversation. So we get to meet each other in a different way, right? And this conversation around masks helps us to take off our masks a little bit, right? Like we could easily meet each other and just in passing and talk about surface level stuff. But this conversation, we get to go deeper as much as you're willing, you know? Oh, for sure. So you made a mask, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I got one here. And the way for folks who have not made a mask yet, you can go to 100kmasks.com and make your mask digitally, or you can um, like follow this movement. And so what we're going to do first is, um, since you're the guest, you get to decide who goes first. Either you okay. go first or I go first, and we'll start with the front of the mask, and we'll both share it, and then we'll go to the back of the mask. Okay. Uh, you go first. I'll go first? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna show you my mask. It's, it's, it's a really interesting mask that I drew today. I'm not sure. So this is this is the mask, and uh, on the front of the mask, I wrote "funny, serious, and hardworking." And um, I've been adding a new word, "caring," on this one. But this mask, even the one I drew, it doesn't even look. <laughs> it looks a little bit just seriously, like a little too serious. I, I don't usually try and be so serious. Um, but funny, serious, hardworking. Um, and I'm going to just add caring because I really have been trying to embrace that. I, I really try and show that even mm -hmm. though it, uh, it's sometimes harder to see when I 
because you know this this frame that I live in and this this you know um the times I'm not yeah people don't see that first I think they see that later right you know yeah but the the funny I try and be funny serious and hardworking that's the the front of my mask mm, okay yeah and appreciate you for sharing it so, man yeah yeah so how about you how about how what's the front of the mask look like boom so hope you hopefully you can see this um boom we're gonna, we're gonna bend it like that boom so that's the front of the mask you feel me and uh obviously this is me my locks hanging um and on the front of the mask i feel like people see me smiling uh for the most part they see me as positive uh oftentimes more than not they see me as quiet uh thoughtful and then occasionally they may see me what it looks like i'm talking to myself I'm, i may be singing though i may be singing a song and just just vibing to myself and i feel like oftentimes that's what what I allow the world to see is just like, no matter what's going on, it's if I look serious, I look like I'm deep in thought. And if I'm not deep in thought, I can't help but smile when I'm looking at a person or talking to them. We ain't, we ain't got to know each other. We ain't got to even be speaking. As soon as we make eye contact, I just, you feel me? I'm smiling. So I feel like that's what the front part of my match. You're going to see me deep in thought or you're going to see me smiling. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. You know, when I when I grew up, I was always um, so my father, um, who died before I was born, he um, he he had lips that were shaped like mine. They were shaped down. So if if I'm not smiling, it looks like I'm frowning. Mm. And so what I had what I learned to do growing up was like if I was just thinking about stuff and just thinking like you know my mouth is just normal, and I began to like. People be like, you know, and I grew up in Oakland, right? People were always like, who are you mugging? I'm like, uh, I'm not mugging nobody. I'm just, uh, I'm <laughs> like, first of all, what's mugging? First of all, second of all, I'm not mugging nobody. Third of all, like, uh, and I began to realize that what I began to do is just like, like always just be, be smiling. Like, you know, like when, even when I just, just to, just to disarm, I feel like I had to always like disarm people around me because, like, I don't know, I don't know. I just felt like people were always angry. And I was like, okay, so if I'm, people were always saying, well, who you mugging, who you, who, you, who you mean mugging? I'm like, I'm just not, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being. And yeah. I think what I, I began to do that too, that not for, for, for my reasons were like, okay, if I walk down the street and people were seeing me, I better be like, Better be like in a good mood, right? And I felt like the pressure sometimes. I felt, and I felt sometimes like I would be like trying so hard, like that it would like hurt my cheeks, you know? Like it would be like, like I was just like finding a way to just like what that means, right? What that means just to be, no matter, even as an adult, even when I'm in a space and I'm just like in deep thought, I'm just like, hmm. Mm. Like, oh, oh, what do you? What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, huh? What, what do you mean? What's wrong? They're like, oh, you look like you're 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 mad about something. I'm like, oh, I, I'm not anything about anything right now. I'm just gonna be right now being, you know. Mm. So thank you for sharing that. That's one of those moments where I it really made me remember how how I show up too, right? In this in this in this frame in this body, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, for me, um. I don't know what it what it is or what it was, 
what I've been since a kid always smiling, like RIP to my cousin, um, his dad. My my cousin dad has passed away. But when I when we was kids, talking about five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm a I'm a youth. Every time I walk in the house, you know, you go to uh, family gatherings or you come into your cousin's house, you walk in the house, whatever. I walk in the house and I just be smiling and they'll be like, his name is Steve. He always be like, he, call, he start calling me smiley like, man, what you come up in here smiling for? You ain't been in the door two, two, two seconds and you already smiling. What the fuck are you smiling for? What's so funny? And they, everybody start laughing. So some people used to call me smiley. Because it was like I was hecka quiet, but every time you would look over at me, you would just see me in the cuts, just just teasing. So you feel me? I didn't I didn't know why. I guess that was probably like just my way of making myself feel comfortable. So yeah, just growing up, I just always had had a smile on my face like that. You feel me? And I, I started realizing like the more I smile, the more I feel better. And I feel that same thing you talking about, just like a smile really would disarm people. I don't care what type of environment it is. Like, if you walk with a smile, you would make people look at you and just be like, like, man, you know what I mean? I wonder what I wonder what that person thinking about. I wonder what is going on in that person like that got them smiling. But I want to have some of that. You actually are more like an asset to the community just based off of you smiling, just being able to walk into a space and just be like, you know what I'm saying? Just all teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I appreciate. I appreciate that idea of like you brought that energy to your the people, your family, right? You 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 brought it to the room, right? And that's and and that, I think people enjoy that. I think people enjoy. That. I think that. I think that being approachable, right? Being like I can connect with this person, you know. Well, mm-hmm. you know. When we talk about these masks, we know that there's a part that we let people see, the part on the outside, right? And then there's the stuff that we don't get to talk about. That's that's the back of the mask. Are you, are you ready? You ready to jump into the back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So here are mine. Um, okay. Um, so this is kind of writing kind of kind of cursive script today. This is uh, <laughs> this says fear of failure. This says sadness and uh, mental health of brother. Mm. And, um, you know, I think the one that stands out to me the most is uh, my brother's mental health. You know, like um, he has schizophrenia. Um, he lives in a, a assisted living for center. You know, um, he's not able to live on his own. Um, and I have I, mean, I really love my brother. I really love my brother. He is, uh, he's using a lot of drugs right now. Um, the other day I went and saw him, took him some food. Um, and, um, you know, he reached out to shake my hand. His hands are all black, you know, like, I'm like, come on, brother. And he got his thumb is all burnt up. And I'm like, the signs are really clear. And he doesn't lie to me. You know, he tells me. And I'm just like, you, you're killing yourself, brother. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like I'm more I'm also more worried about him walking around the streets dealing with police officers who are not trained on mental health, who think they are. I mean, my brother doesn't even answer my questions like with straight answers. 
So there's no one answering somebody, you know, some police officers answer questions with straight answers. And a lot of times police, you know, they, they try and they shoot first as opposed to like, and with people with mental health issues, they, I think sometimes they're, they're, they're not very well trained. And I think I just worry about him. You know, he's always around, you know, asking for change. He's doing, you know, out at the gas station, asking people to pump their gas and, yeah, it's just it it, it 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 concerns me a lot, and he sometimes strolls around to my house at three in the morning, two in the morning. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're supposed to be at your house. Like, you have a curfew. What are you What are you doing here? Oh, you know, I'm just out. I was just riding the bus. You know, he tell he'll tell me some story, some story he'll come up with, and I just it's it's hard to like not worry about him. Anytime I see someone walking down the street with the you know who, who appears to have some mental um health issues I'm, I'm super empathetic and mm. i'm also it makes me think my brother like i wonder what he where he's at right now what he's doing so i mean that's one that's been standing out to me the most because he's going through it right now a lot and um i'm i'm really concerned for him and um yeah it brings up a lot of sadness like i feel like i feel sadness coming up right now like like that worry you know like mm. i can't i can't change it i can't i can't fix his mental health issues i can't I can't. I mean, he comes over. He he thinks what's gonna fix is for me to give him ten dollars. I'm like, dude, I'm not giving you no money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm already clear where it's going. And you, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll make you a sandwich. I'll give you a soda, but I'm not giving you no money. You know, and knowing he's gonna go out there and try and find it somewhere makes me even more worried. Right? It's like, well, am I am I being a bad brother because I don't want to contribute to this? And then I have to ask myself these all these questions. Right? Like. Yeah, so all that happens. Sometimes he'll just be, he'll get mad. I'll make him a sandwich. He'll get mad. He won't say he will say I'm a, I gotta go, and he'll leave. And I'm like, all right, well, take care of yourself. You know, be well. And I'm like, man, maybe I should have offered him a ride to take him home, right? And sometimes I do, but if you know, sometimes it's three in the morning. I'm like, dude, what am I gonna do? Like, you know, so all those things are coming up right now as I think about it. But those are some of the things I don't talk much about. That's the back of my mask, man. It was, was like, I feel that, and I'm such a, um, as I listen, I visualize, like, words, when I hear words, when I hear people talk, I visualize. I don't even, never met you, never met your brother, but I'm visualizing everything that you're saying, and just because I can visualize it, it impacts me, right? And so, me, when I see people on the street, that, you telling that story just made me think about certain places I done interacted with people. And like a couple of weeks ago, this is up in Antioch, Pittsburgh, Antioch area. Uh, I'm coming from out of a park and I saw a brother walking in a park and he was obviously looking through like the trash can and stuff, looking for something to eat. And I was just like, um, I was with, with my partner. We just had some fruit, you know what I mean? Eating some strawberries, eating some uh, some, some apps, some cut up apples and stuff. So I was just like, we got some leftover. I want to go give it to him. So I'm finna leave anyway. I'm reversing. I'm trying to go find where he walked to. So I'm driving up the street. I'm like, dang, he moved fast. I don't know where that brother just went. And then I'm driving up the street. But my senses is like, I know where he's going. This street too long and it's just lights. He went to the residential area. So I turned back around, I ride past and I see him. And as I saw him, I looked as I'm driving, I'm scoping. Boom, boom. I see him and I see him <laughs> arguing with like three. I see him arguing with like three people, three white people. 
So I hurried up, boom, 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 bust a UE, come back to the light. I already know where this is headed. You feel me? So I, boom, I hit the light and I'm coming up over there and I see that he's arguing with them. And, and one lady, white lady, she was on the phone calling the police. Um, and me knowing, just, I don't know this dude. I don't know what he got going on, but I just saw him at the park digging in the garbage. So I know from that time to them interacting was only like 90 seconds. Couldn't have done nothing. You not even on his mind. I know you not because he was just looking in the, in the dumpsters at the park. He hungry. How he end up arguing with you and two other two other white dudes? That means that he probably went looking through garbage. Y'all said something to him. Probably cussed you out. Or you know what I mean? Now you feel you know what I mean? I'm like, dang, bro. And it just made me think like. So then when I'm when I pull up on him as he walking off cussing them off, I'm like, hey, brother. Now he cussing me out like, man, what 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 you want with me? But when he said it, I ain't take offense to it. It was like. I'm tired of the world keep like what what you want with me? What? What? And I was just like, man, I just want to offer you something. I don't want nothing from you. And it's like I felt that. You feel me? And it's like I didn't even want to leave. I stood, I just I just sat there at the corner for like five minutes just watching him. And as he walking away, I felt like I was making him feel more uncomfortable because I'm a stranger pulling up on him, watching him. But I'm watching to make sure that they don't come over here bothering him, that the police don't pull up. You know what I mean? So when you, I said that to say, like, when you brought up worry, like, I don't know this person, but I didn't even, I felt wrong for leaving. It's like, what am I, what could I do? You feel me? I just wanted to offer him some food. But right now he not in this. He, if I would have caught him before he saw them, probably would have took it. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? And it was like after that, like, man, he don't. So I'm now I'm worried, like, dang, man, what if, what if, what if, what if these people come pull up on him and he in his state of mind? So it's like, I share that with you, brother. You feel me? Just like, like, now it's like you telling me your story. It's like, when I see somebody, I'm gonna think of this conversation, like, man, that may be my, that may be, you feel me, bruh, brother. So I'm for surely now, you know what I mean? It's like when you see people on the street, it already impacted me. But then when somebody tell me, man, I got a brother or I got an uncle, I got a cousin that be out here. So now when I see this person, I'm thinking like, you feel me? Who? That could be such and such folks. So I want to interact yeah. with this person as an extension of who this may be related to. Cause you feel me? That's, that's just, right. that's just how I think about it. So I just said all that to say, like, I share that same worry, that same concern. Um, and that's even now engraved into my my consciousness of like, all right, when I'm when I'm in certain areas, like you never know who this person could be related to. You feel me? Yeah, who and yeah. it's like we don't if we don't look out for each other. And sometimes it's like that, that, that helplessness of like, dang, what could I do? Yeah. Like, yeah. And and even I'm so glad you said that, brother. I think that I I have a huge heart for people who are are navigating mental health issues. And I think that my brother has a family, like we, we love him. I mean, <laughs> I think no one can probably push my butt like my brother can. Like he know, he, I don't know if he knows he does it. <laughs> I try and tell him, I said, dude, you, you pushing the wrong buttons right now. Like, it's yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, but I know that um, I, I, I hope that when he's out there that people will be kind, right. That people will like, if, 
So I'm asking, I'll say, do you know what you're saying right now? Like, do you know, like, do you know that, you know, it's like I went over to see him on Mother's Day, um, day before Mother's Day, have him sign a car for my mom. I pull up at his place. He's like, you going to give me something to eat? And I'm like, brother, we're here to write a card. For, I'm here to, I, I just called you. I told you I'm here to bring you the card so you can sign for mama. Like, you're talking about food for you. Like, come on. He's like, oh, okay. He signs, he signs his name only i'm like you're not gonna write a message you know you know like and he's like and he can't get his mind off of food right so he's in his mind like you're gonna give me something to eat i'm like now i got food in the car for him because i know my brother well enough to know that it's oftentimes an exchange right but i'm yeah. like can we just take care of mama right now like can you yeah. can you just and i think what happens is that moment of him like and i know that that's me, who person who loves him to like who, when he starts to push my buttons. I'm like, I know you can push other people's buttons a lot faster than mine, right? And um, but anyway, I just think that that part of like, thank you for that what you did for that man. Thank you. He may he wasn't able to accept it in the moment, and sometimes you know when I'm out there, I'm like, you know, what are the hey? I just I just see you, you know. I, if I don't have any change, I can't help him. I say, you know, thank you. I'm sorry, I can't help today. But I look him in the eyes. Right. I don't even know I see them. I don't want them to be like, you know, and I think that before I even knew what mental health issues were, I think, you know, like knowing that my brother was struggling with some things, you know, and I think uh, when you, I think when you're, when you're empathetic, right, when you're a person who, who, who drives off of empathy or you find your empathy is a big part of your driving force, it makes you really pay more attention, you know, and so thank you for that. Thanks for the work you, thank you for that. Thanks for that. Thanks for sharing that story. I appreciate that. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, man, that that went that went deep. Uh, appreciate that. Um, and now it's going to be your turn. Yeah. So on on the back of mine, uh, see if you can see that. I got um, tears right here. Uh, anger. Um, I don't know what that say. Oh, I'm a reader. Uh, thoughtful again. Um. I'm goofy, uh, playful, prayerful, and meditative. And I think oftentimes, like people don't don't realize that in front of people, it's not that I don't want people to see me cry. I don't really care if a person know I cry or not. I done got past that that stage of feeling like less than a man for for crying. It's like. I didn't long story short, I didn't got past that. But oftentimes, like, because people don't know like what things get to you. Like sometimes when I could be outside on the street, you can see me laughing. I could be laughing and playing and, and joyous. And then in the moment I could see somebody and not just see them going through nothing, but I see the signs of like dang that life is weighing on this person and that can just send me into a spiral of thoughts of like, dang, and me feeling like I'm not in a position to help or what words I'm, I'm supposed to be a poet. I should have some words to give this person um, financially. Dang, I'm not in a position to, to, to really do work. I wish I had a big enough house so I can take people in, get them cleaned up. You feel me? And, and break bread with them. And, and then you feel me? Just, so I, I go into a spiral of thoughts of like, dang, 
feeling bad for this person, feeling bad on myself for not doing enough. And sometimes that can move me to tears. That can move me to being, to having anger of like, like, man, like I'm not mad because somebody made me mad. I'd be mad because like the, the lack of compassion that we sometimes or oftentimes more than not have for each other, the lack of compassion, like, you driving fast on the freeway. It's like, bro, you don't realize, like, you're not driving for you to get to your destination, that this car is a tool for everybody to, to get to where they need to go to safely. And when mismanaged, it can lead to not just you crashing, because you can only crash if you hit something or someone else that can then cause everybody else to have to make quick adjustments. So you're going to put everybody's lives in jeopardy just for you to race to a red light. And that type of stuff would get me so angry, not because you cut me off. It's because, like, you don't care about yourself and your actions can lead to my death. And I got I got people who 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 can benefit from me performing or coming to this to, you know, I mean, to this book reading or me going to the juvenile. Like, I'm out here trying to help people. And you just you driving fast or you walk past somebody. You could you can get them a dollar. You know what I mean? Or you can buy them something to eat and you you got on $300 pair of shoes, but you can't offer this person $5. Why you worried about what they going to do with the $5 to get them something to eat? You wasting your money. You know what I mean? It'd be like that type of stuff. It'll make me thoughtful. It'll make me so angry. And sometimes it'll just bring me to tears. And I don't feel like a lot of people don't really see that side. They see the poetry that I write and see the passion in the poem and the poems. But I don't think people really often spend enough time to be like, dang, I wonder, like, all of the different stories that, that I may come across. Or sometimes these people on the street, it's not me trying to come out there and save people. Oftentimes, these people gravitate towards me. Like, I be minding my business. And they just come talking to me. It, I be with a crew of people, but they just zone in on want to come talk to me. You feel me? Sometimes longer than I want to, but it'd be like, this, this, this is probably the first conversation that they didn't had. All somebody just listen to them ram. So it just be like that type of stuff. Make me, it'll make me angry. It'll make me thoughtful. It'll make me cry. And then sometimes it make me want to be more playful to just be like, wow. Um, how can I put a smile on other people's face? How could I put a smile on my face? How could I, you feel me, just embody all of that and then be holistic for myself? You know what I mean? How could I be medicine for myself and others? So being, me, you know, smiling, being playful and stuff, I feel like a lot of people don't see behind the mask that a lot of thought go into everything that I say, everything that I do. It don't just be like, well, why are you mad? It's like, I'm not mad for me. I'm mad just on behalf of humanity like i'm so dis disappointed sometimes and disgusted with like people that i just be like i don't want to talk get away from me like yeah like we like you know what i mean and other times it'd be like ah i just gotta meditate and just and just be prayerful and then just be like try to come around all of the chaos and bring some form of like level-headed smile and just like hey man we here we living so you yeah. feel me? How can we embrace everything with that? So that's that's behind the mask. In front of the mask is you know the smile. Behind the mask is like, dang man, it's so much. I could have got caught up in so much, but 
I'm just prayerful and thankful that I'm able to still smile. You feel me? And not and not be uh be done lost. Yeah. Oh man, man, brother. I thank you for that. I you know what I I when I hear you speak, when I hear your poetry, when I when I first heard that first poem, I'm not sure which one it was, but I remember like just feeling it in my in my soul, like and wondering like you know I've been trying to write this book for <laughs> let me say let me say, let me say this better. I'm trying to say be more honest. I've been talking about writing this book for a long <laughs> for a long time, right? So. Well, that's, that's a more that's a more honest statement, um, and I want to be writing it. Like I, I have a desire to write it, and I think I get fearful of my writing. I've, lots of stuff I maybe get fearful of, but just like when you put those in words, it's just like, yeah, like that's the energy of the words of like, here is the best way I can explain what I'm trying to get people to see. Like sometimes I'll see stuff that's happening in our world today. Somebody heard somebody say like a couple hours ago, they said something like, if voting wasn't powerful, you would not have a bunch of people in Congress trying to stop people from voting. Mm. But if we can just wake up and recognize they wouldn't be trying to take it from us if it wasn't a powerful tool. Mm. And that's how we got to get people to wake up. It's like, if they didn't care about it, they wouldn't pay attention to it. They care about it because it's powerful. It is the mm. most powerful thing we have as communities, as a people, as a society. And if we don't take advantage of it, you know, if we don't recognize that we, when we tell ourselves, oh, they don't, I'm not voting for nobody because of whatever reasons. Like when they don't recognize, we don't recognize we're giving away our power by not utilizing our, man, we miss out on so much. And I'm, And as we see so many more things happening in our world where people are trying to erase what happened because right? if they can erase the fact that that slavery existed, that there's racism in this country, they can erase that. Then what they will perpetuate is that we're just lazy people. We're just a people who didn't work hard enough to overcome the same thing they had opportunities to overcome in this country. That, that's that's what will eventually happen. And I think that sometimes we we fight so hard for some of the things that are going to but we miss fighting over the things that are going to help the most. If they can erase that part, if they can make schools not teach that. If they can help our kids realize, oh, you should just be, you should be at a higher level because, hey, everyone else is. What's wrong with you? Man. Then it means that we are fighting from an equal, a level playing field. And we know that the playing field is nothing but level. I had this image in my head once when I was um, doing this fellowship at, um, at, 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 at Stanford. Um, and people were talking about the level playing, but somebody on the on the somebody talking didn't know they were talking about. We're talking about the level playing field, and I'm like, <laughs> and I remember like I'm not an artist or I'm not much of a visual artist, but I try sometimes to do just to catch. I drew a picture of like there's one person at the starting line on the track, like one of these fancy cushiony tracks, right? And the person right next to them on the same finish, you know, start line, but they had like a a hole dug in. They were, they were in a hole, like four feet down. They had these chains attached to their ankles. And the, the person was about to say, ready, set. And the person on the top was just like, about to take off. And that's sometimes sometimes we think the playing field is. Oh, why are you not going to college? What do you mean? Why, why You had the same opportunities I did in high school, didn't you? Well, you didn't see the other that was holding me down and weighing on me. 
oh, you couldn't see it because it was underneath. It was underneath the ground, right? It was like in that little hole where that person was. It was like I remember just drawing these little chain links, and I'm like, it's like the vision. Like some people can't even see on the outside. They's like, hey, you're the starting line. What's wrong with you? They can't tell that you're being weighed down by all this stuff, you know. Yeah. And um, and I just think that we, your 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 power of words, um, are is beautiful, and I'm and I'm really thankful for you. And I think the words you're saying, I really want to how we help our young people, how we help more of our young people recognize not only the power in their, in their, in their words, but the power in their vote and the power in, in them deciding that they want something different than the way it exists right now, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think in all of, in all of that, that you just shared, I think, uh, I believe that not just in, how could I say this? It starts with how, how we identify, right? How you identify yourself is gonna showcase how you conduct yourself. And then how you can how we conduct ourselves is the statutes and the 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 agreements that will govern the body of our community. Um I looked at voting as the same thing as far as education. You talking about a country who had a three, four hundred year head start to having power in this nation, who have who have had um, passed down power and who have fought amongst each other for power and for the interests of those who participated. So when we talking about um, Dante Clark, you need to go put your name on this ballot. Um, and vote for something that's in your interest. We have to also remember that and have that thorough conversation of like these folks that had a few decades, a couple of hundred years head start to maintain a power structure and an agreement that uphold their interests. So it's not just because I'm coming up in here voting that's going to get them to sway my way. They never had my interest, whether I vote or not vote. How can I enforce them? to uphold what it is that will be our interest. And a lot of these things don't really be our interest. So the most that we, the most power we do have is that I can go put my name on a piece of paper and say, hey, who I think is gonna speak for me. But it's like, until we until we develop those interests, that's like, all right, this is what we want specifically taught to our children. Um, this is the type of food we want in our schools for our children. These are the type of people we want hired to be the law enforcement and or peacekeepers in our community. Um, yeah. These are the type of social workers we want dealing with our youth who are traumatized, incarcerated, uh, re-entry. Um, these are the types of things that we want. And until we are willing to put economics behind that, uh, proper training behind that and then just a lot of us to step up into those positions and not think about how much we gonna get paid first but to primarily think about what sacrifices is need to be made for the village of the people um yeah because right now we're talking about this country has a 400 year head start um that's right. and that's what it is that's what a vote takes. I look at voting as like we all discuss what is the best way to address to a, to adjust our way of thinking and living to fix this particular problem. 
and whatever the best uh, practical thing to do, the best outcome, that's what it is that we want. Who is the best people in position to lead that, that what we vote for, that makes sense. But to just say like, Dante, go put your name on a paper because we got one person that's trying to lock everybody up for 50 years and we got one person trying to give you the death penalty. But these two people that's going for the position is cousins. To me, it don't really matter who I vote for. They cousins. They arguing amongst us. That's the mask they putting on. In front of us, they arguing. But at, at grandma's house, you feel me? They, 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 uh, <laughs> they playing bingo. So it's like, Nah, man, you can't. <laughs> they fighting in front of us, but they all at the White House yeah. doing Fourth of July, having barbecue. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, yeah, nah, man, we gotta, we gotta start thinking about what is the best interest for the our village. What's the best practice, and who are the best people in position that's gonna uphold that? And then how can we, and how can we hold these people accountable? Because in this country, yeah. they respect. Yeah. They respect guns. Mm-hmm. Then when you look at the amendment, it said, man, every man has the right to pursue to the right to pursue happiness. And that yeah. is backed up by the second amendment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I get to lay down this law. Hey, I get to I get to slain his iron if that first one ain't, ain't recognized and understood. So this country understand that. Like, hey, every man is had a right to do what they do. And if you yeah. violate that, I had a right to slang this on. But we don't think like that. We talk to, you feel me, uh, just vote, just march. And I'm not, once again, it's not to say, like, we need to be violent. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. you can't name a nation on earth that don't have a self-defense. Every nation has self-defense. You feel me? I just saw a quote that said, I'd rather be um, a warrior in a gardener, in a garden than a gardener in a war. You feel me? And we at war. Mm. Say it. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Says I would rather be is or it's best to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener at war. Mm. You feel me? Mm. Every every little every like Mortal Kombat just came out. The first scene mm. that I seen was a man at home with his family. He was going to go get some water. You feel me? They came. Yeah. He came and froze his wife and his child. He froze them. You feel me? A whole people came <laughs> to attack. A whole people came to attack his whole family. Killed his, his wife and his child. You feel me? Now, if he was okay. a gardener, he would have been dead too. Mm. He had to have that sword on the side of him. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like. Our mentality mm. has to be just as sharp as that. We have to have a, the mentality of like, um, how can we, how can we um, protect our interests? Uh, mm. Because we, I gotta we, see that. We, I get... plan, we plan catch up. You feel me? We, That's we powerful. Plan, we plan catch up, and right now we don't have no institutions put in place that can that can enforce anything. You feel me? The most we gonna do is 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 is, is Hoop, holler, uh, probably burn a couple stoves. Um, we gonna boycott for probably like seven days until, until something else come up. We gonna probably protest for a good four. We 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 strong for a good four to six week protest. You feel me? But once once basketball season start, 
once once football once once certain uh, uh, New Yeezys come out, an album drop, somebody got yeah. You know I mean, we 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 off to the next thing. We so you feel me? Um, yeah, man. We 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 got a uh, everything that you said. I I totally agree with, but all of that don't mean nothing if we don't have an action in the game plan to instill, enforce, and to protect what it is our interest is, and that goes with education. Yeah. That goes with politics. Um, and that goes within the house first. We got to clean our house first. Um, mm. um, and, and, and some of that is like acknowledging that all of us, especially as African, Aborigine, Indigenous people, we all have trauma. We all have mental health issues. We didn't all see too many dead bodies on camera in real life. Um, we didn't all been abused. We didn't all been assaulted. And we need spaces like this to have open conversation. Like, man, let's take off this mask. You feel me? Let's take this mask off and really get down to it um, and, and really process some of that stuff. So, yeah, a lot of that comes with how, how do we identify and how we identify is how we should conduct ourselves and how we conduct ourselves should be understood. Not with not just within our community, but every community that interact with us need to understand. Hey, hey, hey now this is how we moving up over here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Any violation of that, we have a, we have regulations on how we deal with such problems. And there has no, there has been no regulations for how the world dealt with us. Ain't been no regulation. So it's hard for me to believe that the world care to hear my voice if no one has been held accountable for what they've done to us. Yeah, man. You know, when you thought, when you said, every time you said 400 years head start, I absolutely grabbed that and I was like, you're right. Same thing with the track I was telling you about. That person on the track, ready to go. Another person s- set beneath the track and also chained up. Like you, just like, oh yeah, you got. You, I'm eventually get out of here, but how how will I catch up? Right. And I think that that phase is where we are right now, man. I, I'm, yeah. man, bro. Oh man, we're gonna need a part two. We're gonna need a part two of this. We're gonna need a. We're gonna need to come back and like I'm already I'm already got like 15 ideas of what we're gonna have to go next and. First of all, thank you. Thank you for the work you've done up to today. I think, uh, thank you, man. Hmm. I appreciate you. I appreciate mm. you. And I think what we, our young people need to hear you. Not, not only young people, our adults too, but our young people need to hear you because I think sometimes they forget that, the, that there's power inside of them. Right? And right. I think that oftentimes they miss the... <laughs> They missed the fact that if if they took their thoughts and helped put them into words and put them into and whether it's words or paintings or drawings or sculptures or whatever that way is right whatever that thing is for them that our liberation is inside of us to like like we have the desire to be liberated you know man Bob oh Uncle Bob Marley then told us emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Only ourselves can free our minds. It's all in the mind. The greatest uh, talent and present that you have is the ability to imagine what it is. If you can see it, you can create it. Everything that we need already exists. You feel me? Um, yeah. everything we need like if you if you need if you need a house, it's a bunch of trees, wood out there. go make one. If you need yeah. a chair, it's wood out there. Go make one. Brick, go water and, and dirt. 
make some mud, stack them things up. Like, what is we talking about building? Like, what, like, what it is that we need? You feel me? So the power really is was like, I be looking, I be talking to people to be like, man, bro, I know that a lot of us dealing, you know, we, we come from poverty and it's hard situations, but a lot of that really is the mind. Cause it's like, bro, if you know how to put a seed in dirt and put some water over the sun, gonna do what it do. You can grow food. You feel me? You shouldn't be hungry. We can grow food. You feel me? We can put mud in in dirt. We can make built. We can make brick, get some wood. We can make tents. We can make clothing. We can, we can make our own music. We could, we got everything that we need. So why is we still struggling? It's in our mind. And a lot of us don't know how to use our mind. And we allow so many things to infiltrate our mind and rewire yeah. our programming. But it's yeah. like, man, we, we really rich. We really rich. We are, we are abundant. And we have everything that we need. It's just we using it in the wrong directions. You feel mm, me? Yeah. Like, I, I, somebody told me that like back in 2011, something similar. I was talking about poverty. And she was like, what you mean poverty? Don't don't say that word. And I was like, what you mean? There's people out here really struggling. There's people out here ain't got no clothes. Mm. It's like the effects that we see. And I realized like years later, like reason why it's so real is because for that person, it's real to them up here. So you can't take away the effects of living with roaches. You can't take away the effects of, of you know, standing in, in project buildings and and, and you feel me? But it's like, if you picked up at yourself and threw it away, then it wouldn't be dirty. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? All you got to do is you pick up it. the trash. It wouldn't be dirty. Get some soap, get some towels, make these little kids wash the walls. It wouldn't look as filthy. You feel me? Like, it's yeah. certain things where it's like, we have we have most control, but because we we broken up here, it manifests itself outside. You feel me? So yeah. it's like, yeah, man, like, the, the world, us, mostly us, we need to know that, like, bro, if we can see it, we can touch it, we can taste it, it's real, and it's already here, it's on its way, so all we got to do is change the way that we think, it's going to change the way that we conduct ourselves, and then everything around us is going to fall in, in place, you feel me? Yeah. We, can't be, we can't be saying that we guys on one hand, but then talking about, like, uh the government not doing nothing for us like come on man if we guys then we should be able to speak whatever it is we need into existence and it should appear and 50 people come together and say hey man we all guys right so we should be able to say exactly what we need and it should pop up hmm. why is it taking us from the 60s all the way into 2021 for us to still be asking other people who not gonna give it to us yeah you know what yeah. i mean so that's like yeah. oh man we gotta because we putting too much of our thought, we giving them too much power when it's really us. Yeah. We need to be coming like, hey, man, I need all beautiful, brilliant minds to come together and just boom. We need to all manifest this here, feel yeah. it, and then put the work in so we can start changing our realities. And then you'll realize that we got we got everything that we need. You yeah. What, this is just one question as we get ready to kind of think about wrapping it up what what do you think the youth the youth that you connect with that you talk to that you are most in, in connected with what are they looking for because I'm, I'm i think i'm a little older than you but i think ultimately i i work with you all the time we make masks with young people all over the country right what are they saying to you like what they're what they need because i think oftentimes the adults aren't listening i think you know i tell adults all the time look how about we two two to one ratio listen twice as much as we talk 
We need two to one ratio, right? Like, but what are the young people telling you? What, what are you hearing from them? They need from from us, from the older ones, from you know, from even the older ones older than me. Direction. Um, this is this is my this has been like an issue that I had with with a lot of uh, programs today, especially nonprofit programs. It's like we depend too much on the youth to tell us what they want us to do. When it's like, bro, we gave them the messed up world. Why do they have to mm. figure out how to fix it? If I'm 16 years old, if you 45 and 55 years old, you don't know how to fix the world. Why are you depending on me to come up with new ideas? Mm. You've been here longer than me. This is your mess. You feel me? So it's like the youth need direction. They they looking for guidance. That's why anybody who 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 got good mouth, good wordplay, that's who they gravitate towards. They gravitate towards mm. people that 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 show how to get to a particular place that's away from the suffering. A lot of us need, uh, um, a lot of us young men, black men, we need to learn how to be men, how to be self-sufficient. You feel me? We don't know how to, a lot of boys don't know how to grow food. You feel me? And if they was hungry, they don't know how to just go get some seeds, plant a garden, boom, they go, they go 30 or 45% of our food supply in the back. I'm going to go find some fresh water. You feel me? I'm going to build we don't know how to be self-sufficient. So a mm-hmm. lot of the things that we be saying when we be saying education, it's like, okay, you can tell me get an education, but what should I be learning? We're not talking to them about like what skills we need for the community to be learning. We just say, go to school and get an education. But you go look at what you could be learning. It'd be a binder like this thick of majors. Like, man, you can major in it, all kind of stuff. But it's like, yeah. bruh, like, come on, hey, hey, man, we need, we need, uh, we need to learn how to um, furniture. We need people who know how to build furniture. Go to school to build furniture. So you feel me? Um, you can make furniture f- cheaper if you go get this type of wood. Or we need electricians. We need, we need people who have skill sets that when when times get hard and we need resources, we got electricians, we got architects, we got um. Mm people who know how to crochet, who know how to make clothes. We got people who know how to make organic uh, body wear products. We got we got people who, got to, who know how to do man, all kind of stuff. It's like the youth that I talk to, I realize that a lot of us grew up with no guidance. So we look up to people who have money or who look like they have money. And that's it. Mm. Look up to entertainers, people that can help take us away from the pain we're going through. So we're looking at, to be entertained and we looking for somebody to rappers that can rap about a lifestyle. Oh, this person said that. So I can, so I can emulate that. We need guidance. You feel me? And in our community, we don't have no guidance. We don't have no institutions to pass along. All we have is culture, rapping, dancing, um, in the streets, sports. That's it. Like we need to pass down institutions to where it's like people know how know what to do in certain situations. Kids don't be knowing mm. what to do. Yeah. You feel me? They just go yeah. through life, and, and us adults, we're not guiding them through. Like, all right, this at this age, this is what you got to do. You got to learn how to. You feel me? Tie your shoe. This, this, and that. Um, how to properly use a weapon in case of self defense. Yeah. How to do self defense. How to. You feel me? Um. All kind of stuff that that kids will learn how to do in a village or or for any type of nation. Just like you feel me, like we ain't got yeah. no no direction really. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. 
Oh, man. Well, I think we talk about rites of passage is something that I am huge, a big part of. And we need that. You're right. I mean, I, 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 I ask that question a lot because I, I think I want to make room for that. And I agree that we've lost the tradition where the elders came in and said, hey, you ready? Are you, you ready? You ready to be an adult? Are you ready? And we're going to take you and show you. And, and, and you got to see if you're ready, because some, some of them, they say they're ready and they're not really ready, you know. And I'm excited about this. And I want to, you know, hopefully by the end of this summer that, you know, we're going to be probably bringing some men together, hopefully to kind of create like the idea is like not only create, like I, I, I love being up in the garden. Like I love putting some seeds in dirt a couple of months later, you know, taking care of it. Like, I mean, that's I think that a lot of young people don't. Right. It, I had, a, had some seeds planted by our sink in here in the office. And one young man said, do you know something's growing by your sink? I'm like, it was like one of the little, little seed little pods. I'm like, yeah. like, what do you mean something's growing by the sink? I didn't even know what he was talking about. He's like, there's like, it's like, a, it's like something growing by your sink. And I'm, I walked over. I'm like, it's, 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 a, it's a pod. Like it's, <laughs> he was like, he's shocked that something was growing in the office, like a plant in his little, little dirt pod. I'm like, okay, we're going to have to. We're gonna have to help you nurture this. I'm, I'm gonna get to get you one of these kits and you're gonna do this in your house, right? You're gonna like I think like amazing, like they think that somehow mm-hmm. it just vegetables just end up in the grocery store, right? And you like, no, it had to it came from somewhere, right? And you're right, the sun, the sun is gonna do its job. A lot you of just us gotta do the planting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. A lot of us never see the process. That's right. Well, look, I want to do this, man. Hamburgers I, is, they, they just come out like that. <laughs> Round pockets frozen, put them on the sink, and they're gone, right? You're like, you know that came from somewhere, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> They never had the Oh, food. man. That's right. That's right. And sometimes so A lot they, of us they, had to kill our own cow and pig. We wouldn't even be eating. Oh, man. I know I wouldn't. I know I'm good. <laughs> we never saw the process. That's what I mean as far as like exposure and direction. Yeah. We just if we see it, then it's like, oh, I can do it. We don't really see it. It just we always see the end product. That's right. We don't really right. go through the process. And that's what a rite of passage is. Yeah. Through this process yeah. to learn the importance of it. So you appreciate food more when you realize, like, dang, every time I want something to eat, I gotta kill this. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch this animal suffer like that. I'd rather go eat something else. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if well, listen, I'm gonna do that, then it's ceremonial. Now I have respect for it. You feel me? Like that's right. So it's like we have to. We we are our hands-on type people. We tribal people. So we have to go through things and then understand why. And then that's where our oral tradition come from. Is like. Let me pass this game down. That's why we call it game. It's like information. It's like mm-hmm. somebody went through something. It's not nothing that we read in a book. It'd be stuff that like, hey, look, let me tell you something. Let me give you some game. When yeah. you do this, it's going to do that. But if you do it this way, it's going to come out that way. Because somebody didn't went through it. So if they can mm-hmm. coach you through it, it's like, wow, you don't ever have to pick up the book if somebody showed you how to do it. And the more you go through it and you get that guidance in a safe space, it's like, That's you right. feel me? Uh, game applied uh, means elevation. You know what I mean? So like, you got to be taught yeah. the game and apply the game in order for us to elevate. And we're gonna do it. I I I, I believe it, and I think you're doing it, man. And I'm and I think that you 
have an opportunity. We have an opportunity right now. And I hope that we hope this connection is just the beginning. I want this to be just the beginning. And maybe even this summer when we do our social emotional leadership Academy, we get you to come in and do a workshop with the youngsters. Um, and I think that even just them listening to this podcast, is going to be some, some game dropped on them that they're not even ready. For. Well, maybe some of them are ready for it. They just don't know they're ready for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so maybe that's going to be part of our work this summer. So, I will man, let let's let's make this the beginning of something absolutely transformational for, for our for our youth, right? Let's do it, Dante. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful for you. Look, I want you to tell people, I know you just got a book just recently came out. I want you to tell people about your work. I don't know if it was recent, but I know I, I just learned about it. So let me say this back. It may not be recent, I just learned about your book. So please tell the folks about your projects, what's where they can find you, where they can follow you, how they can support what you're up to. Please take this moment and just spread it, spread it, spread it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name Dante Clark, D-O-N-T-E-C-L-A-R-K. You can YouTube that, Google that, um, look up some of the projects that I've been a part of. My recent book that I just put out is called Closed Caskets, C-L-O-S-E, Caskets, Closed Caskets. Um, you can find that on Amazon. You can hit me directly. Um, my email is Dante Clark at ymail.com. My Instagram is Don Black, D-O-N-B-L-A-K. I answer all of my messages on email and Instagram. So if you Instagram me, um, you know, tap in. If you want to email me, tap in that way. Uh, so those, that, that's, that's it right there. And anything else you want to know, you could Google or YouTube and you can see my videos. You can see, you can see other projects that I've been a part of. Um, and, and there's many more things that I want to do and that I will do by myself or with the, with, with the nation of my people. So yeah, that, that's it right there. And you won't be disappointed folks. I tell you, I, that's how I found this young brother and this man here. And I'm so proud. I'm so glad that he responded. He did respond. And, um, we're going to put all the links in the, in the show notes. So make sure you look there, you'll be able to click those links and get in touch with this brother. And I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for the work you're doing. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding ways that we can collaborate even more. And um, thank you. Thanks for being a part, folks. This is the Taking Off the Mask podcast, a space for men to come together to take off this armor a little bit, to get to know each other. Like I feel like I've met this brother. I get to know more about him. Looking forward to our deeper connection. And if you know anyone who can be, who can be inspired by these words, share this with them. This is the best way that somebody can find this and find the elevate of their own mind. As that as a quote he said, none. Uh, what, what, what was the, the Bob Marley quote you said? Emancipate yourself from mental, from mental slavery. slavery. None but ourselves can free our own minds. So let's free our minds, folks. Thanks for being a part of this experience. Thanks for being a part of this, Dante. Have a great one. See you soon. Show, show. If what you heard today, you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Um, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. 
So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.